Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got Holly Roberts in the house. At least for our first hour. Woo! I know that the My Talk Awards have been announced. You can vote now by going to MyTalk1071.com. And uh, it's right there, right in front of your face. How did it go this morning, Holly? It went smoothly. (sighs) We announced all the nominees. We did a little speculation about which nominee is going to actually receive a MyTalk award. Mm. Yeah. There's there's some pretty tough competition out there. Because it's this year, again, it's going to be show versus show. I mean, to some extent, we're tallying, like last year, we tallied the amount of wins I think Kalina Bradley won. This is a distant memory of mine. I don't know if I'm making this stuff up or not. That is accurate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and uh, so yeah. So we will, you know, do a little playful squaring off. Donna, here's hoping we win big because then we get that extra week of vacation. I don't. Do we? No. Is that a thing? No. Do we get a day off? What do we get? No. Uh, a day off. That'd be fun. Yeah, just one Whichever day off. show won. Got a day off. They, they got, got to a run best of holiday or something, or you know, manager's discretion. Or yeah, I thought something. we could make we could make this suggestion. We'll put it out in the universe. Yeah, there you uh, go. Flow. That, yeah, there flow. we go. Let's raise the stakes, boss. <laughs> Whichever show has the most wins uh, gets to run a best of on the day of their choosing, mutually agreed upon. Of course. Okay, but here's here's the issue. So we had to put in our preliminary. You know, we had to come up with a few. Each show had to come up with a few nominees because there's going to be repeats on shows, right? There are some things that are so obvious that you're like, oh, of course, this is actor of the year or movie of the year. So sometimes, you know, our first choice gets bumped and we just get what we get. Like, so we got to come up with arguments. For instance, Don, I think you should be the one who defends this. Actress of the Year, do you know which one got through for us? Yes, I do. Amber Heard. <laughs> but I suppose we mean here the courtroom. Correct. The courtroom performance. Yes, exactly. Okay. Get it? I'm voting that for all of ours clever. right now. I'm okay. just jamming the ballot. So the I just box. started voting, and then I was like, oh, wait a second. I just voted for someone else's team because it seemed like the obvious choice. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not how I'm doing this. And then I caught myself and... <laughs> Stopped doing that. Yeah, I and am just slapping all DSs right now. Bang, bang, awesome. bang. Steve, way to Not be even a looking player. at the categories, okay, man. Great. You know, there is a song by Beyonce that is that 
cuff it. Cuff it. Yeah. I would have chosen something different, but I I decided not to take part in the song category because I'm not real good with that. Yeah. I would have chosen her. Um, you won't break my soul. Sure. That's a yep. good one. But let's there pretend again. that that's what it is. Everybody vote for that. Well, it is a nominee. Oh, it is. Who vote? Who's is that? Bradley and Dawn. Damn it. Dang it. Damn. Donna, we have to get fully behind Cuff It now. We okay. are a Cuff It show. Yep. It's all, all we about do is Cuff it. it. Okay. Remember, there's a dance you do with it. Oh, for sure. You know the dance. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have to have Donna go out and push this. You'll be the one defending this no, particular nomination. No. You don't put your right foot in and your right foot out, Donna. Just Damn a it. note. Come on, Damn, man. That's what it's all about, though, isn't it? <laughs> She's thinking the chicken dance, maybe. It's got to be one of those. I did it at a roller rink. So you can go vote. MyTalk1071.com. It's right there on the main page. Uh, may I ask a question? Uh, Sure. Is Carol Baskin's husband alive? Apparently, that's the headline. I don't follow Tiger King. I missed out. I didn't start binging it. Everybody else in the world did. I didn't. The headline on the New York Post today, and I needed to make sure I was reading a current article. Right, 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 right. This did come out yesterday, January 18th, but I was like, did this come out in 2021? What's going on here? Carol Baskin says, quote, dead husband was found alive, but no one noticed. Oh, she says it. She says it. Uh, During a resurfaced November 2021 interview with ITV's This Morning talk show. It's a very funny talk show. Those two hosts, at least the ones that used to be on, were great. Oh, really? Okay. Carol Baskin, 61, alleged that her ex, who was declared legally dead in 2002 after disappearing a few years before. Didn't they presume he was in an, uh, an airplane, a plane crash? Yes. Because he was a pilot, and they assumed he crashed his plane. Okay, continue. Well, Carol Baskin said back in this interview that, again, happened like uh, over a year ago, um, that he is alive, and he's, well, not everybody is buying it, according to the New York Post. Um, She told the Post that she was unaware of the alleged revelation until the sequel series was broadcast in November of 2021, saying, I wasn't aware of it until TK2. I don't know. One of the uh, really exciting things that came out of it is that they produced a letter from Homeland Security, and it says that a special agent in charge with the FBI at Homeland Security reached out to the sheriff's detective, which means that this had to have happened after 2002 because Homeland Security wasn't even around until 2002. Oh, I didn't know that. They say that my husband, Don Lewis, is alive and well in Costa Rica. And yet all of this trauma has been made about me having something to do with his disappearance when Homeland Security has known where he is. Those are the words of Carol Baskin. I wonder if that's true, why they wouldn't make that public. Look, I don't know. All right. All I know is I have chosen to steer clear of Tiger King. Okay. But again, I know I'm the goober. Donna, did you watch it all? I did. You did. I did. And you kind of had a thing for what's his face. <laughs> he was your kind of guy. Dirt. Joe Dirt. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Whatever his name was. Yeah. Oh, um, no. Ew. No, mm-hmm. ick. Oh, mm-hmm. just the whole show. I can't even believe how many people watched it. It's really disturbing. 
Yeah, well, that's never been a deterrent for American <laughs> society in that's general. True, true. In fact, I saw a, I saw a, a headline today that Night Court, the reboot, Night Court, which just premiered, I think, this past Tuesday oh. on NBC, scored the highest comedy rating on an NBC show in like five years. No way! Here's what it gets you realizing. <laughs> comedies, successful comedies on network television, they're, uh, they're a dying breed. You know, Abbott Elementary, very successful. People love that show. But it used to be you could, you could almost evenly shake out the nights of the week as to how many would be comedy-driven, how many drama-driven. Or, more specifically, back in the 90s, it felt more like comedy was in the 8 to 10 block. And then, you know, and then 10 to 11 on the East Coast, shift that all back an hour for you here in uh, the Midwest. But it just seems like it is so drama driven now. Television. So drama driven. Yeah, you're right. We could use a few more comedies. Well, Night Court. John Larroquette is in it as well. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. But, you know, Dave Anderson is not because he passed away. Yeah. And Marky Um, Post passed away. Marky Post passed away. Did Bull? Didn't Bull? The actor who played Bull pass away? Remember no, Bull? No, Big... Richard Mole is still around, Steve. You know, Holly, another day Steve, and me declaring honestly, another celebrity dead. I hate this, but do we need to play dead or alive with you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Just I've so made that a... you, you will know the answers. Can you confirm he's alive, Holly? He is alive. That's awesome. He's 80 years young. Well, great. See, I would argue that me not knowing if certain celebrities are in fact alive or dead, really provides a shot of dopamine that we all need. Because when you just thought Bull was dead and now he's alive, that was great. Who did I declare dead yesterday? Gene Shalit. Gene Shalit. Oh, you know what's ironic about that? It might be a thing with genes. I have also declared Gene Hackman dead no. at one point. He too, alive. He's retired, writing novels, kicking back, relaxing. You See, know. this is great. You know, but then there are the people that the news story comes out that they died and you're like, oh, I didn't even know they were alive. Listen. Like Gina Lola Brigida. I mean, no disrespect, but I thought she was, you know, 100 years old or D-E-D dead. Donna. Already. Okay. okay. All right. But, you know, it's the opposite of what you've got. Yes. <laughs> I'm declaring living people dead. You're declaring dead people having already been dead. Right. <laughs> Hmm. Why don't we take a break here? It feels okay. like a good time. Yep. Hey, um, how about those egg prices? Everybody yep. is talking about egg prices. I, If you have wondered why that's happening, I don't know if everybody, maybe everybody knows this. I read an article this morning on Bon Appetit that explains why prices are so high with eggs okay. and when they are expected to come back down. We'll break it down when we return. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Oh, hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Woo! Egg prices are pretty high right now. That's the real story, man. I, I, mean, I was floating around online the other day. I was just kept, every story was about an egg. I fe- every I fe- reel was about an egg. I feel like at one point I saw them for like $7 a carton. Yeah, you did. And I was like, say what now? Back in the day. You used to be able to, if you didn't mind getting your eggs from, you know, the eggs that have like a wrap sheet, you could get like 99 cents a dozen. If you right. scored the right deal, 99 cents a dozen. Economical snack. Absolutely. Listen, uh, you know how 
You know what? Yeah. I had five this morning. And I thought, as I had these five eggs, this is 50 cents per crack. I thought you were on a juice cleanse. Yeah. That ended. It ended. It was two-day. Two-day juice cleanse. Okay. Really flatten the stomach. It really does dehydrate me. <laughs> That's probably what it's good. doing. <laughs> and I'm kind of like beef jerky afterward. I feel like they've just squeezed everything out. But I, you know what? I drink a ton of water. Agua. Then why are you dehydrated? Maybe not dehydrated, but that's how my body feels. I feel like I get vac-packed a little. Oh, I see. In a good okay. way. Okay. But boy, I tell you what it does come with. Headaches and a desire for food. Daniel the Painter, I'll get back to eggs in a moment, <laughs> sent me a message last night on Instagram, and it was about this poutine festival happening in Canada. And poutine, I love, which is when you got you got fries you got gravy, you got cheese curds, there's tater tot poutine from the top boss at the state fair. I just love poutine. I never knew till a few years ago. He sent me a picture of it. And I was at the end of my second night of a juice cleanse. And I told him that I felt like I could, looking at that picture, eat my iPhone. That I could just start chewing on it. And if mm. it started to break up, I'd swallow that whole son of a B Y yach. Fascinating. I held off, though. So I had five eggs this morning. 50 cents a crack. I asked Lou, I said, have you noticed egg prices? You noticed that they're more expensive? Ah, yes. She immediately responds. So I look up, why are they so expensive? What's happening here? If you didn't know, here's what Bon Appetit says. By far, the biggest culprit right now with egg prices, disease. The worst ever outbreak of highly pathogenic avian influenza, Mm. which was first detected in the United States in February of last year has resulted in the deaths of more than 44 million egg-laying hens. This, according to the Agriculture Department. The flu is the most important factor affecting egg prices. This from a business analyst at the Egg Industry Center. So here's the thing. This virus is terrible for the infected birds. It kills 90 to 100% of the chickens that get this disease within... 48 hours. Mm. But uh, any that aren't yet sick but are at a risk of becoming so, they also need to be proactively called to prevent the disease spreading. That's potentially even worse for the animals, Vox reports. The two, this is, I'm just reading it from Bon Appetit. The two most common culling methods are suffocating the birds with foam and shutting off ventilation in coops, meaning the birds slowly die of heat stroke. So far, this kind of mass depopulation at farms has decreased Jeez. the total egg supply by 7.5%, according to the New York Times. So the it is, in many ways, a, a supply and demand sort of a... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Situation here that the actual supply of egg producing hens has plummeted by 7.5% in a relatively short period of time. Uh, They say some stores around the country are experiencing an egg shortage, and others are limiting how many cartons customers can buy as a result. At One Whole Foods in Manhattan, hmm, all the cheapest eggs, $3.99 for a dozen large brown grade A eggs, all those have recently sold out. Uh, Even at a local Harmon's grocery store in Salt Lake City, totally different part of the country, which caters to a much smaller market, shelves were decimated on Sunday, this past Sunday. All that was left, dozens of large grade A eggs for six bucks a pop, seven ninety nine in California. Holy now, cow. Um, some relief for egg buyers is imminent. Imminent. Demand will drop and has already from its December peak. Impacted farms are steadily starting to recover from these flu-related losses. But even after the facility facilities are sanitized and restocked with egg-producing hens, it does take four or five months for a chicken to be able to lay at its peak productivity, Donna, which is about 24 eggs per month. So egg costs will likely remain high in the short term, but they will likely start to come down. Here in the Midwest, wholesale prices for eggs recently dropped by 13 cents per dozen. But retail adjustments, that's a wholesale price. Retail adjustments tend to lag behind, and longer-term shifts will depend on the flu outbreak. So if you have been shaking your fist, wondering why the egg prices are so high, and assuming, dang it, this has to do with inflation or supply or, 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 or you know, uh, like sh- delays in shipments and getting things to where they need to be, there's actually a much bigger root problem behind all of this, which is... A bird flu. Exactly. Did you say exactly? I sure did. Did you wait for me to tell that whole mm-hmm. serious story about mm-hmm. 7.5% of hens dying? And you bided your time mm-hmm. and you waited for exactly. Mm-hmm. Good no, incubation, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Holly. Um, <laughs> that was nice. Uh, Brenda says in 1969, eggs were 62 cents a dozen. Adjusted for inflation, that's four ninety four. So not really a thing. Carry on. Thanks, okay, Brenda. <laughs> if that's your real name. If that's your real name, that's right. Well, Brenda, listen, um, I get it, okay? Things were different uh, many decades ago, but I think we're always working more so on the short term of when we've been living. So if you tell that to a you know 30-year-old who maybe hasn't experienced the equivalent of that, this feels a little bit different to them. Okay. What the heck's Brenda's problem? I don't know. But Jennifer says uh, regular old Target brand eggs right now are five seventy nine a dozen at the Chaska Target. Hey, mm-hmm. that's my Target. That's expensive. Of course it's expensive. Wow. So when I went through the eggs this morning, How'd you legit, feel? I was like, hey, this is 50 cents. A- Each time I crack an egg, it's 50 cents into the bowl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I sure do. You get math. You get it. Yeah, it's like what is that? Two, two and a quarter, two, two fifty. It is two fifty. Good job, Donna. Thank yep. you. Well, you can't get anything past you. I had a guy sandwich downstairs for about that. 
whole yeah. sandwich with cheese and bread. Oh, bread, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't jack the prices down there. Honestly, goodness, how does that place even stay afloat? You can go downstairs to our cafeteria where they make the soup, which we'll be calling today at 11.45 to find out what today's soup is. But you get like a whole omelet, bacon, hash browns. You do the whole thing, and they're like two sixty three. It's and amazing. Thinking, yeah. These dummies. They're really generous. Thursday, biscuit and gravy generous. day. Oh, yeah. I don't get that, but how much are those? I don't know. I don't do biscuits. You don't do biscuits. Not really. You know, really. I've never done biscuits and gravy. And if, if given choice between a biscuit and an egg McMuffin, it's an egg McMuffin. Oh, excuse me, a McMuffin. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Donna, an English muffin. Yeah, egg. Uh, an egg McMuffin. I don't know you people. There's more in the middle of an egg McMuffin than an egg, an egg, egg in the middle, middle of a muffin. muffin. All right. To all be patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, sesame bun. McDonald's, not a sponsor. Though we're open to an endorsement. <laughs> mm, bye. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Ooh, I don't know if you guys heard this, but this morning Alec Baldwin will learn uh, his legal fate. He'll learn what criminal charges, if uh, any, he faces in that uh, shooting tragedy on a movie set. Uh, It looks like the uh, district attorney and special prosecutor are scheduled for a 11 o'clock Eastern. So coming up in about a half an hour from now, Hmm. they're supposed to release a statement on their judgment to press charges. They're not holding a press conference. They're not taking any questions from reporters right now. But... um, you know, this is going to be kind of a, a solemn occasion for the victim's family, for sure. Uh, in case uh, you don't remember, I don't know, I'm sure you do. About 15 months ago, cinematographer Helena Hutchins was killed on the set of the movie uh, called Rust that Alec Baldwin was a part of. He was holding the Colt 45 revolver that fired a live bullet. He re- uh, Alec Baldwin repeatedly claimed that he never pulled the trigger. Uh, but he's not the only Rust production member um, that's probably interested in today's announcement. Uh, there's also the question of who was responsible for this prop gun. How did it get loaded with ammunition instead of blanks? All of that. So can almost see how several people would be charged. Yeah. Yeah, this is a... Uh, I mean, it's obviously an accident. Yeah, but, you know, that that's... Yeah, they have to go through this process. Right, and, like the, could it be manslaughter? I, oh, yikes, man. I don't know. Just sad. This whole situation has always just been so Awful. Sad. Just so, so awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it could have been prevented. You know, and that's that's the thing. But, uh, yeah, we'll find out in about a half an hour, so we'll definitely keep an eye on that story. Um, also, uh, Jeremy Renner's uh, The 911 Call has been released. Did you guys listen to it at all? No, I haven't heard it. Did you listen to it, Don? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. And I'm, 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 not, I'm not really down with playing it on the air. Um but in in the call, uh, which TMZ obtained, um, you could hear the you could hear Jeremy Renner in the background, and he's just not doing well. And one of his neighbors was like frantically explaining that he was crushed, and he's got damage to his ribs and his chest and his torso and his head and a lot of blood. And then 
the the neighbor was, you know, as you hear a lot of times when you're talking to 911 operators, the, they're remaining calm. So it sounds like they're not in as big of a hurry as you are. When in fact, they're constantly putting the information out to, you know, yeah. emergency um, medical staff and um, well, not to mention, police. you know, I, I would imagine there's a whole lot of training about being emotionally even in those right. moments that when the voice on the other end of every single call that they get mm-hmm. is going to be frantic right. and sad and scared and all of that. And what you really need, you don't need someone matching your energy there. Right. Right. Cool, calm and collected. And if you want that, that ain't disinterest, it's them. They're on a mission. Yes. And they're constantly getting the information out. Well, the problem was because the neighbor who really Props to him for just getting there, seeing his neighbor, Jeremy Renner, on the ground um, in distress. Um, they covered him with blankets. They, the caller was saying that his breasts were getting shorter and he was begging for help to come immediately. The problem was the amount of snow on the mountain was probably going to make it more difficult for EMTs to, to get to him. But it was clear the neighbor was saying, we need life-saving measures here this you know he was in agony for 15 20 minutes with the neighbor explaining that he was looking like he was about to fall asleep which you don't want to happen so you hear the neighbor trying to help him um but uh he was having extreme difficulty breathing after being you know his ribs and imagine his lungs and just all of that but um what a uh what a an upsetting thing for the neighbor too. You know what I mean? In in many of these cases, and I don't have to tell you this, but I'm no doctor. I think the people who are in an accident, it is, it is traumatic for them for sure, but there often can be a state of shock that is happening there as well, where they look back and don't remember the person who is there remembers every little bit of it. And it's just like, you know, but you hope that they talk to people afterward, Talked with a therapist, a counselor, someone who can help you process yeah. the really upsetting thing that you just saw, even if they do, in fact, live. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can imagine nightmares, dreams, you know, just all of it. You're, it's New Year's Day, you know, you're mm-hmm. outside your house it's and then snowy. all of a sudden, yes, yeah. you see a neighbor lying on the ground. I mean, I just can't even imagine and just days before, if you look at his Instagram page, he was, there was video of him in this, what do you call it, a snowcat? It's a beast mode snow remover. Uh, that's for yeah. Sure. yeah. You, could, is, so you don't pick this one up at Home Depot. Right. And you, you could see that he put a post that was like, you know, working on a, um, um, a sledding hill for the kids. Mm. Almost done. Happy, you know, happy holidays. Like just all these really upbeat, fun messages. And then for it to end like this, just awful. So uh, that is the latest on that. We're not going to play the 911 call, but you could find it online. You know, there was a time um, that Lou and I, I remember we were driving and this stuck with me for so long. We were driving to go to a pre-marriage counseling appointment. Sure. Uh, this was like a Saturday morning. What year would this have been? The year 2005. 
And my parents have this, they kind of live in the country-ish. You go down this long and winding hill, and it was kind of like a foggy morning. And then I was like, what am I seeing as we're driving closer? And then I realize that it's a car flipped over on the side of this two-lane country road kind of thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, no one is around. We are involved in this now. And I, I was, like, scared to even get out of the car. We pull over. We get out of the car. And I'm, like, bracing myself as I walk toward this car, not sure what I'm going to see or hear. I don't know how many people are in the car. And then I end up hearing a guy in there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, what do we do here? And I think I'm what am I 21? And uh and then I say like, okay, we're going to we're going to call 911 and we're going to get help um and then he started saying, and I'll never forget this, I don't want to die. Oh my God. And I was like, oh frick. I don't want you to die. I don't want that to happen. And then more people um started pulling over and we explained what was happening and then I remember there was a neighbor who was an adult neighbor, and I, I was an adult at the time, but I very much felt like a child in this moment. And she went closer to it, and I was like, okay, you're doing, because I just felt nervous, like, am I going to see, what am I going to see? The car's flipped over, I don't know what I'll see. He ended up being okay. He had to go to the hospital, of course, but then quickly emergency vehicles came and all of that, but just that moment. So that I think, I'm thinking of the neighbor, Jeremy Renner's neighbor, yeah, of just casually going about whatever your day is. Oh, Jeremy's out there on the snow mover, you know? And then to probably hear sounds, screams yeah, of agony, yeah. you know, after such a scary thing. So hope Jeremy Renner is okay and hope his neighbor, um, happy to hear that he stepped up and did what he needed to do in that moment and hope that um, yeah, he's able to sort of emotionally thank, heal through that. And thank God for people like that. You know, people who will jump right in. Yeah. EMTs. How about our EMTs? How about our paramedics who just see this stuff day in and day out and jump, jump right in. So if you ever feel like your 911 operator is a little callous, thank God for that, because that means they are not emotionally in a tailspin like you are focused on getting that information out. And ultimately, Mm -hmm. Jeremy Renner was airlifted out of there. Uh, I'm sure, you know, the snow and the, you know, the dire nature of his condition i don't know why i'm choosing this to be my time of telling you about traumatic things that my family has been involved in um thank god we've been peripherally involved in them but i had a friend who when we were maybe oh gosh eight maybe nine um lived in a small little americana town right the sandlot town sure and um we would all ride our bikes around there and he rode his bike out on the street at one point which was common and uh, and he got hit by a car Mm. And and he suffered some pretty lengthy injuries, and it sort of you know I think had some cognitive effects on him long term. Oh, wow. But I remember my mom had to go uh, down to his dad's house and tell his dad, "Oh gosh, your son was just hit by a car." Yeah. And then his dad came out and was like, you know, immediately, obviously very shaken, physically shaking. And was like, can you please drive me? I can't drive. Like, his hands were shaking so much. And uh, he lived. Thank God that, you know, he lived. But just like these traumatic things, why am I processing this I don't this know, right but now? thank you, EMTs and nurses yes. and doctors and thank surgeons and neighbors. Thank yes. you for oh, doing that. Word. Thank you, helpers. Yes, yes. helpers. All of our helpers. for the helpers. Yes. Mr. Rogers. You got it.
who wrote me a letter once. I'm not going to read it, even though it would feel healing right now. I just want to put this out there. I've got just a a quick little story about Shakira. Oh, this is going to probably lift us up and help us feel better. Oh, not really. Um, So apparently her long-term boyfriend was cheating on her. Okay, she's got kids with this guy. She returned home from a trip. Okay, this is how she found out he was cheating on her. Okay. She returns home from a trip. This is so strange. She found that her jar of jam was gone. And here's the thing. Neither her boyfriend, Gerard Peak, I guess his Piquet. name is Piquet. Uh Gerard Piquet, uh, no, n- he nor any of her kids liked jam. So she was like, where's the jam? She that's how she figured out he was having an affair because she had also caught this woman in the background of a Zoom call he did from their home in uh, 2021. And apparently she was devastated to learn that this woman clearly felt at home in the house that they shared with their children. But I just thought that was, wow, that's some seriously detailed detective work. Where's my jam? I I I feel like that. They think it's not obvious, They the, the, the cheaters in this situation, but I feel like that would be obvious. If I came home and there was no more creatine monohydrate powder left in my creatine <laughs> monohydrate powder bag, I'm the only one who uses it. So now what? Lose seeing some guy who's jacked probably? Well, it seems like a huge jump, but... If there were other clues. Yes. It's Donna. It's the board. It's the board in the usual suspects. Yeah. It gets it's the red pin string. Board. Right. Yes. Right. And it's like, but wait, I, nobody else has mom a lot. Right. Pretty clever. Are you having an affair with Paddington Bear? Yet again, Aww. our opportunity to encourage Donna to see Paddington. You want to know something but, kind maybe of serendipitous Maybe I watch Clue and right Donna now? watches Paddington. Yes, Donna? I just bought a Paddington Bear. When I was at Kohl's this week. Do we have time for follow-ups? Nope. (laughs) Fortunately, we have a few more segments together. Yeah. Like nine. So uh, when we come back, we'll find out why Donna just went out as an adult woman, no shame, and bought a Paddington Bear stuffy. Uh, And then Donna wants us to hear this husband calling contest that happened at the Iowa State Fair. It is hilarious. So we'll get into all that. See Something, Say Something is next on My Talk. Hello. Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, producer Holly Roberts with us as well. Uh, you know what we say around here. If you see something, you should say something. But also, if you hear something, you might want to say something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Now, if you're going to lead with the Iowa State Fair story, Donna, uh, yeah. you have to make a commitment <laughs> that you're not going to unnecessarily stretch it out so that, oop, we're all out of time for the Paddington story. Okay. It's fine. You want to lead with Paddington? I'll lead with the Paddington story. Here it goes. 
I had to bring some um, Amazon returns to Kohl's. Nice, Kohl's cash. I didn't know about that. Oh, it's like... You didn't know about Kohl's cash? I didn't know that when you returned something for Amazon that they're going to give you $5. Kohl's cash is like the cryptocurrency for suburban women. (laughs) They love it. They love talking about it. And people outside of their circle don't fully understand how that money works. That is so true. It, it well, I didn't know. I mean, what a concept! You return something, and they pay you for it. That's like, certainly how they want you to see it. I mean, really? Because now you're more enticed to go back there because you've got Kohl's cash in yes. your pocket. Well, I wasn't going to go back. I was going to spend it right then and there. <laughs> Wow. And by the way, that's where I got my hat that you guys made fun of the other day. Thank Did you, Was that purchased with Kohl's cash? You don't know me. It was. You could tell. <laughs> I need to see this hat. I mean, it was like a $23 hat. It was 50% off. And then I had $5 in Kohl's cash. The cowboy hat? No, it was just a little knit winter hat. It was like a little... Orange. Uh, like a beanie. Like I an orange beanie. I thought it fit perfectly. I was like, finally, a hat that fits me. It was here's the thing. It was kind of a hazard orange. We're just not used to seeing her in, in a blaze orange. I'm trying to step up my color game. And it looks great. But <laughs> that hat yesterday just caught us a little bit off guard. I was having a bad hair day. But it didn't help. It seemed more like a, you were auditioning for a sanitation role. Wow. Not like you're a trash person, but you look like a person who had to dress for the elements on the back of a truck. Wow. Listen, Rocco saw it. I was tepid in my response. I was just concerned. It was new. I was, you know, but we got to try things. Here's the thing. We're not going to get any of these stories. No, here's the thing. Very quickly. I'm all for trying new things, but I, I think what... You need to follow it up by trying something the next day, and then the next day and the day after. And if I'm, you do look, it, I'm wearing pink today. I mean, come on. No, I, I understand. Every day I've been wearing color for you fools. But uh, but uh, for you to wear an orange beanie inside, like your Billie Eilish or something, just caught us off guard. But if you double, triple, quadruple down, and it's like, wow, we went a whole week, and Donna was just trying different fashion things, then we embrace you as... She's the risk taker. She's fun. She tries things. But when you go casual war era attire for a long time. Wow. I thought not I was you, a nice dresser. Okay. And, and then you, you sneak in like a hipster hat. We will take notice. Anyway, the reason I bought a Paddington stuffy yes. is because they're right there at the cash register. And it was on sale for three fifty, and I went. I, I'm I'm just gonna get that. I'm gonna get it. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but I'm gonna get it. And I did. Thank you. The end. Paddington one has a ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Paddington two. I have to watch Clue. I don't have time for this. Paddington two has a ninety nine percent. Yeah, Paddington two is the superior Paddington movie. Why don't I watch that? Like. Godfather, you know, I would say go right to two. Yeah, but you need one in uh, order to get the superior two experience in the Godfather trilogy. Oh, that's true. That's true. Paddington two, uh, Paddington one will really set the table. Donna, you like things that are cute and like cozy. 
but it's British, so you know there's a there's a bit of uh, appropriate bite there just in how they talk, and so you'll enjoy that. How about you don't give Paddington away yet? Put him on the couch next to you and watch Paddington. Put him on the couch. Have some marmalade sandwiches. Oh, cute. Yes. I hope it's still there, unless someone was cheating on me. Oh, I can see you Please holding see court with a bunch of stuffed animals. Please see the last segment. Yeah. All right. All right. There we go. Um, okay, so there's a husband calling contest at the Iowa State Fair. And I don't know why this is going viral right now. It was back in 2017. But it's making the rounds. And it features the top five finalists. The, the, top, fr- <laughs> the top prize is $5. Um, but everyone received a, a ribbon. This is so funny. Why don't we do this? Want to hear it? Okay. Here it go. Bob, Bob, hurry up. I don't want to be late. Bob, hurry, hurry. Daryl! <laughs> Can you hear me? You get yourself in here right now. You know you're going to be late again, and you know that I want to get there on time. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Isn't that a fantastic concept? That's pretty funny. That's <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh, speaking of state fairs, uh, our state fair is hiking its ticket prices again uh, this year. After the Minnesota State Agriculture voted in favor at its annual meeting last weekend. So, adults... And seniors and children ticket prices increased by a dollar. So it's eighteen dollars for adults to get in, sixteen for seniors and kids. Um, it also impacts parking near the fairgrounds. From uh, it's increased three bucks, so it's twenty dollars to park. Wow! I like when I uh, first went to my first Minnesota State Fair, four bucks as a young boy, twenty fourteen. No, I think that they were eleven or twelve dollars. Oh, I remember them being eight dollars for what seemed like a few years. Yeah. Well, wow. Mine started, my, my experience started later. How many state fairs have you been to or broadcast from? Um, every one since 1994. Okay, so like 28, maybe 27 because we take away a pandemic year. Sure. 27 state fairs I've broadcast. And then That's... I missed the state fair last year. I'm itching to get back. I haven't had poutine in my pie hole in... A year and a half. And the year before that, I don't know if you guys follow the, the news, they didn't do the state fair because of the pandemic. Is that right? They had the drive through experience. Drive-thru. Oh, that's right. That? Where you got yeah. to pick up some food. Mm-hmm. That was great. Or you could like buy a box of um, various state fair fun. You know, you could get some fries. You could get some deep fried Oreos. All sorts of stuff. You know, again, quickly on poutine, since it is a state fair of food. When I looked at that picture last night, I think it might be one of my favorite least had foods. You know, like we all have a food that you really don't get often at all. Right. But when you do, oh my word, if I had a hot plate of poutine in front of me right now, honest to goodness, I would just be so happy. I could anticipate I'm getting a little bit of a dopamine hit right now just thinking about it. This you is like really are an extremist. You go from like <laughs> I'm going to only drink my meals for two days to I just want a full 
plate of cheese and gravy and french, and french fries. fries. Yeah, and grease. Yeah. You have issues, my friend. <laughs> All right. I hope you get your cheese and gravy, Steve. Thank you, Holly. That was a real yin-yang response to my story. <laughs> yeah. You have issues, my friend. I, think... <laughs> I hope you get your cheese and gravy. We need to make you an appointment with nutritional weight and wellness. Donna! What? what? I'm just saying. Thank you, Holly. Bye. Thank you, Holly. Bye. Um, Mighty Mike is coming in next with a dirt alert. Uh, and then we got some music.